Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Govs on the Go Faculty Spotlight, a podcast featuring faculty in the College of Arts and Letters here at Austin P State University. My name is Dr. Buzzoon. I'm the Dean of the College. I'm also the host of the podcast. Today I'm talking with Scott Raymond, Associate Professor in the Department of Art and Design here at Austin P. And Scott, thank you so much for, for joining us on the podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. So you are a very successful animator and having worked with DreamWorks Animation and continuing to do all types of professional work. And um, I wanted to ask to begin the, the interview, of when did you get a feel for that that was something you might have some talent in and uh, that you had an interest in and an ability in? Sure, sure. Um, well, I you know, always loved uh, animation and animation movies uh, and things within that realm. And, you know, I always liked to draw as a, as a kid and making comics and flip books and things like that. So I always, always enjoyed it. Uh, I would say about the time I got to college, though, I realized my skills just were not where they needed to be for, like, an animation uh, career. So I, I actually went into college in uh, theater uh, and started as an acting major, and that oh. lasted an entire semester. And I was like, no, <laughs> bad idea, bad idea. Um, and then I actually changed my major quite a lot, which is not something I, I like to tell my students uh, too often, but uh, went around to architecture for a little bit. And it was actually in architecture, there was a 3D class because you know there was AutoCAD, but also there's 3D modeling, and then you learn how to light and texture and, and do all that with a, you know, computer graphics imagery. And that really clicked for me. I went, mm. oh, I always liked computers. I've always enjoyed it. Like I could use this artistic interest but on the computer, this is great. So I was like, ah, oh, I want to take more classes. And architecture was like, no, that's the one. What? Like, that's it. That's all we do. So I was like, no. <laughs> uh, so I actually went back to theater, and the uh, set design uh, instructor uh, kind of became one of my mentors. And he was a set designer out in Los Angeles, and he had done some 3D work out there and had done some like virtual backgrounds for broadcasting. So I started to kind of train with him and uh, became a, a theater major all over again. Uh, to learn how to do 3D uh, graphics, and you know, just it, it clicked for me. I was like, I I couldn't draw well enough to be at Disney, but I could work the computer well enough to go work for Disney. You know, sort of in my mind. Um, so I did have to have some more skills in that. So I did go out to a grad school uh, in San Francisco, and I always wanted to be a college professor. Ultimately, that was always the kind of 15, 20 year plan was to be a college professor. So the MFA, you know, needed to happen along along that path. And so I went out there and did uh, animation visual effects for grad school, and it you know it just clicked. And being out there where Pixar and Industrial Light Magic uh, and other you know studios like the uh, Escape that had done the Matrix had just closed down, but all those people were out there. They were becoming our teachers, and it just it just clicked for me. Well, that's terrific, and and I am so grateful that you are here at Austin <laughs> P now. But how did we? How did we, uh, Austin P and Scott Raymond? Join forces. Sure. Uh, well, like I said, I always wanted to, you know, be a college professor at some point. A lot of my mentors along the way had kind of done the same thing, where they went and were really successful in the industry for, you know, 20 years, and then, you know, at that point, decide, okay, time to take a deep breath, raise a family, and, you know, you can't do that when you're working 80 hours a week mm -hmm. on movies or, uh, you know, theater productions. So I had a lot of mentors who had done that path. So that was always my goal, uh, and we were. We're out in LA, and you know we're we're successful uh, and stuff. But the the movie industry is always uh, we'll call it dynamic. 
uh, where you've got a job one week and then the production gets pulled the next and mm. you know hopefully the studio can land you another production but there's no no 100% guarantee so our joke is we always have a, a plan B we also have a plan C we always have a plan D just in case so always kind of putting feelers out always trying to like apply for jobs right. and just you know see what's happening and so the, the Austin P job came up on our radars. Actually, my wife found it on a job posting. I was like, oh, you, sh you should apply to this. So uh, I did, and the initial phone call went great, and they invited me here for the on-campus. And I was like, you know, this is kind of like my 20-year plan. It's only been like 10. <laughs> so this is maybe jumping the gun, but, you know, well, we'll check it out. You know, it's going to have to be like a one in a thousand shot for me to me want to do the, sh do, the, do the gig. And it was. It was the one in a thousand oh, shot. Oh, thank goodness. Uh, so after coming here, uh, one, it was an opportunity to start uh, a program from scratch, which was really exciting. I mean, that's a, a great opportunity to, uh, the backstory is they had been teaching one animation class and it was really successful. So when they got a new faculty line, they wanted to uh, have that be an animation line with the hopes of growing a program. So they were kind of like, yeah, you get, you get to make a program. <laughs> that's an amazing opportunity. Um, and then the other thing is just that the, the department, the faculty seemed great. Uh, they liked each other, they got along, it was very democratic, everyone votes, everyone has a voice. And I'd been through enough uh, <laughs> different departments in undergrad and grad school that I know that is not the case usually. <laughs> so I was like, okay, it's this amazing rare opportunity, it's with a good group of people, I'm kind of an idiot to not, to not take the leap and do it. So, mm. uh, so we took the leap, so it's worked out great. And you came and built this program in animation and visual effects, and, and uh, that's a lot of work. Um, for those that don't know, um, can you talk a little bit about the process of designing everything? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, and it, it took a while, too, just to kind of get a good feel for what the program should be. I kind of came in initially and was like, okay, here's the initial set of classes. And after teaching those for a year and talking to students and getting to know the region a bit better too, kind of went, oh, okay, I was, I was coming in really focused on like animation, but animation is, is sort of a blanket term for everything else that happens within that industry as well. So, you know, it's not just making things move, it's also designing the characters, designing the backgrounds, writing a script, mm. storyboarding, how do you visually tell the story and the narrative, you know, cohesively, uh, it could, go into directing a little bit, it could go into visual effects and live action, it could go into video games, it, you know, with that it could be level design versus the actual uh, props and stuff. So there's so much that is kind of under that blanket term of animation. Uh, it, you know, it afforded me the opportunity to say, oh no, this needs to be like a generalist program where you get like, like a sampling of everything because the students all had such varied interests too. Um, so part of it was just sort of tailoring the curriculum for a year or two to, to meet the needs and the interests uh, as best as I could. Uh, and then just making the classes and the paperwork that goes with that, <laughs> and we had to get accredited. So there's a whole other uh, scope of paperwork and requirements to kind of meet that. Uh, and there's also the fun chicken and the egg uh, sort of issue where you can't really get the program and the support until you have the students but the students don't come for the program yet if you don't already have the program and right. you know, uh, stuff in place. So it was a lot of sort of uh, towing the line and, and making the most of what was offered and, and we got there. So uh, 2019, we offered the first uh, cohort coming in under animation visual effects. That's terrific. And <laughs> what classes do you 
in, really enjoy teaching? Now, there's got to be one that's a favorite. Yes, uh, it's a class that we actually had it uh, as kind of part of a, a, a different class, and we broke it out into its own distinct uh, capstone class, and it's called Animation Production Studio. And we've taught it in that form for the first time this fall. Uh, but like I said, we've kind of had uh, special topics and other variations of the same idea, and it's where we literally become a small production studio. Oh, nice. And all the students pitch a story idea, and we give them the elevator pitch. You know, it's got to be a sentence. It's got, before I get to floor three, you got to sell me on your idea. And then uh, we pick like the top three of those, and then they go into a more uh, detailed storyboard pitch of that. And the whole class votes on which idea they like the most. And that's the, that's the story we're going to make for the semester. Um, let's see, we give uh, sort of a survey. We let people say, you know, what are they interested in? Are they interested in the pre-production, the design work, the actual production, animation, rendering, animating side of things? Do they want to do the post-production, like sound and editing? And we sort of cast out the, the class into the different roles, and we just become a production studio for the semester. And it's great because it's, it mirrors the highs and the lows of mm -hmm. a uh, production class uh, or production studio pretty well. So someone drops a ball on something or something gets delayed, everyone panics. It's like, no, that's, that's how it feels. That's what you do in the industry. Or they're like going, oh, I'm spending half my time troubleshooting tech, not creating. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what it's like in the industry. You spend half your time troubleshooting a quarter in meetings and a quarter actually making art. That's so it's awesome. been that, great. That experience is so valuable. And the other thing I can imagine that you enjoy is to actually see the light go on to, to somebody like you see yourself, you know, <laughs> as a young person and in the same way that they are experiencing what you experienced, uh, you know, as you went through the, the, um, your profession. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, there's always this moment too where like it starts to click, the, the production starts to, enough pieces have come together and enough have been completed and you watch the sort of dailies in class and you go, oh, oh, this is a story, or yeah. we're invested, or they find those little moments where you got, oh, you know, your heart goes out for the character on screen and it, it becomes real. And seeing that kind of moment of spark amongst the students is really fun. Like they're, oh, yeah, it was like, two months of just just throwing stuff at the wall and and trying stuff and we're you know we're, we're is it working is it not it's hard to see the you know the forest for the trees but there's always that moment about two-thirds way through they go oh, this is happening this is going to be great you nice. know it's fun so uh i'm sure that as as you have remained active professionally people always want to know uh what is your um what has received the most attention that you've worked on Okay. And then also I want to ask you, what's your favorite? Sure. Uh, and th those are two different things. Mm, okay. uh, sort of my joke uh, at DreamWorks was that it was always like the Eye of Sauron from Lord of the Rings, mm -hmm. that you'd be working on a movie and it's great. And, you know, we'd have all kinds of jokes and plot lines that you're like, there's no way we're getting away with this. No way. <laughs> but, it's, yeah, sure. Okay. It's still, it's still in the next edit. This is great. And then, sure enough, you know, Dragons 2 opens and releases, and the Eye of Sauron moves to you. And, yep, those jokes get cut, or this thing gets jettisoned, or marketing has a suggestion, and you're like, ah, okay. Um, and, you know, things just kind of, kind of you know, get, get edited down to, to what the final process is going to become. So, it, you know, it, the big productions are exciting because you're part of that. Like, I was on Trek 4. 
So it's just fun to see Shrek on screen, you know, just to know like, oh, this is something I remember seeing in the theater. Right. It was like the first Oscar winner ever of the, the best animated film. So you're like, oh my gosh, like, but like that's Shrek on my computer, that's awesome. So that feels great, you feel part of that, but it's such a big process that you, know, you end up being just that little cog in the wheel. Mm-hmm. And that's fine, that's, that's what you sign up for. You know? So I'm doing this background character here behind that thing for five seconds. That's my piece. Okay, great. Uh, so you know, you sort of get creative expression versus the sort of uh, uh, prestige of the work, I guess, or the, the right. notability of the work. <laughs> but my favorite show would actually be uh, uh, Night of the Living Carrots, uh, Monsters versus Pumpkins, <laughs> uh, Halloween special spinoff that, uh, of all things, premiered on the Nintendo DS. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so Monsters vs. Aliens had come out, uh, and then they got green light to do a, a, a Halloween special on NBC. And I worked on that for about three weeks, which was really fun. And that's probably like one of my second favorite ones. is real uh, small crew, uh, directed by David Ramsey, who went on to do Spider-Verse, uh, but real approachable director, real friendly, so it was great. Uh, so then I got asked to be, join the spinoff of that, which was Monsters vs. Aliens, Night of the Living Carrots. <laughs> it was <laughs> these carrots, and they become zombies, and it's just a whole thing. It was like seven minutes long, and like I said, premiered on the Nintendo DS, of all things. Is, is now on, a, on Netflix and on a DVD, but uh, originally you couldn't, couldn't get it except for a Nintendo DS. And that was even a smaller team. And so there was like two of us in the crowds department, but it was so low-key, it was so off the radar, that we had so much creative freedom. So I remember our production manager uh, rewrote the opening monologue. It wasn't going great, and so they re- rewrote the opening monologue, and the director went, yeah, this is great, I love it. We'll keep in it, done. Uh, and that was actually the first time I animated on a movie. Uh, before that, I was doing crowd simulations, so the background, kind of mid-ground and far, uh, far away crowds and scenes. But I was like, oh, I wanna get into animation. I had done some animation classes at DreamWorks, and I, so I went in on a weekend, I animated a zombie carrot, you know, doing this, I, and I had him smack his head into a wall and kind of, you know, shake it off. And, and so I went to uh, the animation soup, who uh, was Dave Burgess, who uh, animated the genie in Aladdin, really well-known animator. I didn't know this at the time. I probably would have been too embarrassed to uh, ask him had I known that, but I knocked on his door, I go, I, I animated a zombie carrot, could you take a look? And he kind of, same thing, gave me a few notes, and goes, yeah, I love it, great. It's in the movie, throw it in there. And so we, and then that, that carrot kind of running into some props became a story point later on. So like my animation influenced the story and the story team and director latched on that bit and revisited it. And you know, everyone was kind of branching out and getting to do other roles. So it was, it was that moment that you kind of picture the movie industry might be like where you're all sitting down going, how do we make this happen? Let's go figure it out. It was, it was that moment. Yeah. Everything else is a well-oiled machine, yeah. but you're a part of that machine. But that one, you were just kind of, everyone was just kind of free-forming it and just figuring out where, where you go, and it was really fun. So. Well, that's, I'm going to have to check out Night on a Living Carrot <laughs> yes. Zombie. A great seven minutes. So when you see the carrot <laughs> run into something, that's me. That's I'll all think me. of you. Well, thanks again for being on the podcast, Scott. Sure. And thanks for being here at Austin P. My pleasure. Thank you. And thanks to all of our viewers and listeners out there for checking us out the entire year. We will continue to join uh, and do this program 
next year, but we'll also profile some of the outstanding professors we have here in the College of Arts and Letters and Austin P. State University. So until next time, stay safe, take care, and God bless.